0: Good evening, It's good to see all of you tonight. I know it's been a rainy afternoon, and some of us in Franklin County spent about an hour without power this afternoon. I don't know if you did, but I know my neighborhood was out of power for a little while, and so hopefully you are now awake and ready for a lesson tonight. Um, I'm just going to tell you, I often catch myself falling into a common habit, and I bet you do too. That habit is looking at my cell phone. I'm sure some of you do that. Um, what, I, what happens is, maybe I have it out, I shoot a text to somebody, I put it back in my phone, I mean in my pocket, I put it back in my pocket, and maybe five seconds later, I pull it back out, just to make sure in those five seconds I didn't miss anything. Y'all know what I'm saying? But as I pull it back out to make sure I didn't miss anything, I don't have a text message, but the next thing I know, I'm on Twitter, and I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Then I'm making sure that I hadn't missed anything on the recruiting front for Auburn. You know, i got to make sure I'm up to date. Nobody's committed in the last ten minutes. Um, I had to jump on Twitter and make sure that's not going on. Then the next thing you know, I'm looking at people's breakfast on Instagram, and maybe even their puppy running around outside. Before you know it, I've wasted a good chunk of time for absolutely nothing. I've looked at people's breakfast, I've looked at their puppies, I've looked at their bedrooms, and I have gotten nothing accomplished. And I'm sure you've been there, and it's pretty embarrassing, but this type of thing happens all the time. You can go out to eat and sit down at a table, and look at a family across the, across the restaurant who's all sitting around sharing a meal and looking at their cell phones and completely ignoring what's happening right in front of them. We love to look at what everyone else has and what everyone else is doing. It's fun. It is. Like I said, this is a habit that I find myself falling into all too often. Thing is... What you see online is not always a true portrayal of someone's life. Uh, I've seen some of those pictures where basically they show a picture of the person trying to get the picture of what they post online. And really, they're like contortionists trying to get the picture to look exactly the way they want before they put it online. Or people might take a hundred pictures to pick just one uh, to put online online. Uh, Because what we see online is not exactly the true portrayal. And this is something that's been going on for a long time that we like to look at other people's lives and become jealous of it. Uh, You've heard the old saying, the grass is always greener on the other side. That saying's been around a long time. So the cell phone part might be new, but this whole idea has been around for a very long time. And we know that this even happened in the Bible. Because when you look at Luke 15. Jesus tells a story of two sons. We call the story the prodigal son. You don't have to turn there. We're not going to stay there. We're going to flip to a different story in just a minute. But Jesus tells this story. Of a son who said. that He said father give me my share of property that is coming to me. Because he didn't. He, he looked into the future. And he said, I want what's coming to me in the future. I want it right now. I don't want to wait. The grass is always greener on the other side. We love to look to the future, to a brighter day, a brighter future for ourselves, a day when everything is much better than it is today. Right? We love to look at those days in the future. Then we have this tendency of looking back at the good old days. Y'all know that saying as well. One example I've heard people say is, I miss the good old days when we didn't have cell phones. And Twitter and Facebook, all that stuff didn't exist. So we're flipping to the other side now. But I also remember when I was a kid in those good old days when I couldn't get in touch with anybody. And I couldn't get in touch with my family, or I couldn't get in touch with who I needed to get in touch with, when I needed to get in touch with them. And that was also frustrating. But we have this tendency of looking into the past and editing out all the bad things and only seeing the rosy things. So when you think about the way we view stuff, we, we edit out things in the past and make the past look better than today, and we look into the future and look into a brighter, better day, but we forget to enjoy the present. One of my favorite TV shows, The Office. Surely there's some people in here who watch The Office. Uh, One of the characters in the office, uh, his name was Andy Bernard. In one of the final episodes, he was reflecting on some of the great moments in his life. And he was in a time where he was going to his dream job, and yet he was looking into the past and wishing he could be there again, even though he had everything he wanted. And he said, I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. We're always either thinking about the past or dreaming about the future that we really forget to to enjoy the present, which is oftentimes the good old days. Now, Hebrews 8.13 reminds us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the fact that Jesus is still the same can give us trust in Jesus in this current situation that we're in current moment so take your bible turn over to john chapter 11 and i want to keep thinking about this thought john chapter 11 and we'll be we'll be there the rest of the evening and we're going to read some and reflect john chapter 11 let's look at verses 1 and 2 Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So where we pick up in this story, we know off the bat that Jesus has some history with this family. He has a lot of history uh, because we know that this is the same Mary that wiped the feet of Jesus with her hair and an expensive ointment or perfume. And in verse 3, we also see the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. So we know that this is Jesus' close, close friend, because it's referred to as a man who Jesus loves. And I want you to look at verse 5. It says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister, and Lazarus. This is a family that was very, very dear to Jesus. They have much faith in Jesus, as we do. And as they are reflecting on this mutual friendship that they have with Jesus, they also have a great trust in Jesus. They trust Him with everything they've got. And what's pretty amazing is that because of their trust, That's why Jesus is the first person they go to when their brother is ill. Because they trust him. And they have full faith that Jesus can do something to help their brother. However, Jesus responds in somewhat of a shocking way. Look at verse 6. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. So Jesus finds out his friend is sick, and instead of running to him and checking on him or running to him and making sure he's okay, instead, he spends two more days where he's at and takes his time. And the situation gets even worse. If you look at verses 14 and 15, we're jumping down just a little bit. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there. So that you may believe, but let us go to him. So the situation gets worse. And Lazarus is now dead. Jesus' is very, very close friend, the one whom he loved. And you can imagine how they felt. And we can get a glimpse into it in verses 17 through 19. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb. Four days, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Now, I think that's a detail that's often left out, is all these friends and and other Jews who had come to surround them in their loss. And you think about how much time the word has gotten out, They've had time to tell everybody in the community. That's why they're all there. But four days Lazarus has been in the tomb. And you have to wonder what is Jesus thinking at this moment? Not only did he not run to Lazarus, but also he's waited four more days after he's been dead already. Jesus has a way of staying in the moment, he does. And I think we see it, especially in this section of Scripture, how Jesus stays in the moment. But after Martha has seen her brother die, and she knows that his body has been in the tomb for four days, you have to think it's kind of difficult for her to stay in the moment. Like many of us would respond, she responds in verses 21 and 22. I want you to read it. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. If you would have been here, this would have never happened. So Martha immediately looks into the past. God, if you would have been here in the past, Jesus, if you would have been here in the past and you would have responded how I wanted you to back then, this never would have happened. Now, we do this so often with God. It's easy to get discouraged and think about what God should have done instead of what He did do. Well, God, I know I'm unhappy now, but if You would have given me that job I wanted three years ago, this never would have happened. Or, God, if You would have protected me from that accident that happened last week, I wouldn't be in this position that I'm in right now. It's so easy for us to blame God just as Martha did. This is a feeling that people have had forever. And it's easy to look in the past and wish that something else would have happened. So did Mary. When Jesus gets to her in verse 32, if you flip over, her sister Mary does the same thing. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him. She fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Look at Jesus' response to Martha. We're going to go back again to verses uh, 23 and 24. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. So now Martha swings from looking into the past and saying, Jesus, if you had been here, this never would have happened. Now she swings to the other end and she says, yes, I know he will be resurrected in the last day. I know, Jesus, that in the future, everything is going to be better. In this instant, she swung from looking in the past to looking to the future. Someday her brother will live again, someday her dreams will come true, someday all things will be better, but she completely avoids the present, where the Savior of the world is standing in front of her. Now don't get me wrong, the past is important for us to learn from, and it's important to look into the past and learn from our mistakes. It's also important that we look into the future to think about where we're heading But too often, we do exactly what Mary and Martha have done and completely avoid the present. Because sometimes what's happening now is painful. What's happening now is hard to deal with. And we wish so many times that God would have done things differently in the past or that He will fix things for us in the future. But sometimes God wants to do something amazing and very special awesome in your life now not necessarily in the future not necessarily in the past he wants to do something now but because our focus is on the past and on the future we miss it God knows exactly what you're facing and he knew you were going to face it long before you knew that you were going to face it he knows your current circumstances sure someday when we are in heaven our relationship with God is going to be perfect. It's going to be special. But just because God will eventually bring things to be perfect and bring an end to pain and agony, that doesn't mean that life has to stink right now. Too many times we think, we're going to be in heaven one day and everything will be perfect, so I just need to endure this pain. And that's true. But that doesn't mean that you have to feel the pain forever now. It's time for us to open our eyes and see what God wants to do with us right now instead of only waiting around for a a better time in the future. I want us to look how Jesus responded to Martha. Look at verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. Now I want you to jump all the way back. Hold your place there in John chapter 11. And I want you to jump all the way back to the book of Exodus. The second book of the Bible. Exodus, I want you to look at the beginning of this chapter, Exodus chapter 3, starting in verses 1 and 2. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see the great sight, why the bush is not burned. So you have Moses who's speaking to God in a burning bush, kind of shocking situation now Moses was an Israelite who grew up in an Egyptian palace he fled into exile killing an Egyptian guard then he he's hated by Egypt and the people of Israel don't fully trust him because of where he grew up and God chooses him God speaks to him in the midst of this flame and wants to use him as a leader for his people God chooses him to go and rescue his people out of Egypt. Now look later on, verses 13 and 14. I want you to see how he responds. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Moses was a broken person. He didn't like being in front of people. In fact, he, he had a, what some think was some sort of speech problem. He didn't like standing in front of a big crowd and talking to people. He was a broken person. But God decides to fix his anxiety by saying, I am who I am. And if you flip back to John 11, where we were just a little bit ago, and you look at verse 25, after Martha is being anxious about what's happening in her life, and Jesus responds, I am the resurrection and the life. In a similar way to how Moses was comforted in his anxiety, Martha's comforted in hers. And Jesus reminds Martha that he is all she needs. She is all or he is all that she needs. In her grief and desperation, Jesus is the answer. Just like in Moses' fear and anxiety, God was the answer for him. And instead of worrying about the past or being anxious for the future, realize that Jesus is the answer. He's the I am. He is the resurrection and the life. And while we spend time worrying about the past or being anxious about the future, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is the I am and He is the answer to all of our issues. And you can be encouraged knowing that He is the same today and will be the same tomorrow. You don't have to wait for heaven to fully trust in Jesus. You can trust Him today. So my challenge to you tonight is to think about this. Think about this this lesson. Think about the way that Jesus approaches Martha and Mary when they want to look into the past and look into the future. And open your eyes to what Jesus is doing now. Open your eyes to how and in the ways that you can trust Jesus today instead of waiting for a time when you might trust Him in the future. Trust Him now. and Maybe that's a struggle for you, as it is for many of us. Instead of worrying about what everybody else has and what you don't have, be thankful that you have Jesus today. And if your relationship with Christ is broken or you're really struggling with something going on in your life, remember that He is the I Am. He's the resurrection, He's the life, and He's the answer. If you have any need tonight, I pray that you'll come forward as we stand and sing.